0: Good morning, Georgina Campbell. Good morning. Georgina is the New Zealand Herald's Wellington Issues reporter. It's always a busy beat, but things seem to be building to a kind of furious... Cres- oh, it was it a crescendo? Is that a... I don't know. Anyway, they're building. The they're building. The politics on all fronts, the finger-pointing on all fronts. And meanwhile, the good citizens of the capital and neighbouring cities sit and wait and see whether we are going to be going to even higher levels of water restrictions, potentially extreme ones. Let's have a wee look. First of all, this is a very important week for that situation, Georgina. What's the latest we're hearing from Wellington Water about how things are shaping up?
1: Yes, and I I just wanted to acknowledge, Catherine, that you have covered this issue on your programme this week. Um, But look, I want to talk about it again because it really is the issue facing Wellington right now. In fact, it's the only thing that I have been writing about pretty much in the two weeks that I have been back from my holiday. It's a really pivotal week because demand typically stays fairly suppressed until after Wellington anniversary weekend. So of course, we've had that holiday on Monday. Everybody is back now from their summer breaks and it'll sort of be a bit of a test to see how much surge we see in terms of demand. Wellington water has kept restrictions at level two, so that means that residents cannot use uh, uh, irrigation systems or sprinklers outside and it's reported that water use remains high despite being in these level two restrictions. Uh, last week's daily use peaked at about 194 million litres and Wellington Water says if water use stays the same then we may need to move to level three restrictions in the next one to two weeks. So level three restrictions are a total ban on outdoor residential water use. What struck Me, Catherine, is that over the long weekend? I saw people filling up their paddling pools. Um, you can still wash your car under Level 2 restrictions um, as long as it's with a hose. And I just thought, you know, there's so much um, you know, media coverage and people telling us about how we're trying to avoid this drinking water emergency. It sort of seems a bit strange to me that we're still allowed to fill up paddling pools to cool down.
0: This is the two sides of the equation. A lot of it is the demand side. But the other side is, and listening to Wellington Water, this week, the actual reservoirs themselves still seem to be at reasonable levels. Of course, half of it's going down the drain. Uh, so look, everyone awaits to see where it leads to in the end. There's no doubt that there is a uh, political peak building as we said, and, and let's just catch up a little bit more on um, on on that side of it, right? The local government, what, what do you make of this whole spat? The local government minister writes uh, to two mayors and says you didn't provide me with information that the other two councils did, and please explain. Now there's this meeting on Monday between him and the mayors of Wellington and, and Upper Hutt. I still can't quite get to the bottom of what the Wellington mayor was trying to tell me about this confusion. Um, and mm. then it seemed to be that a follow up email, you can explain more. A follow up email um, was not was missed somehow. Uh, what's going? And then everyone's saying, "Oh, this is all politics." Well, you know. You're politicians, and so is the minister. So what's your take of what's going on there?
1: I sort of wonder why Simeon Brown, the local government minister, didn't maybe um, pick up the phone or get in contact with these councils, potentially more casually than resorting straight because away. Because sending to a
0: message. Let's
1: just get straight
0: to the point. He is frustrated. <laughs> He's also playing politics. Right. Uh, He needs to look like he's doing something as the capital potentially heads into this circumstance. Um, But uh, as as discussed with Darren Ponta, the Wellington Regional Council head, you don't let there be confusion when you are having a conversation with a government minister right in one of your most problematic portfolios right now you get
1: it done yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly not a, a good look for Wellington City Council because residents will want to be able to look to their council and get the impression that they're on top of this and are doing everything that they can so this confusion playing out isn't great but I also think that it's not overly helpful having these politics play out right now uh, in terms of what I think everyday residents care about are the restrictions um and, and how that's going to affect their daily life so well, we've also- had They want the
0: leaks fixed, and they want this not to keep happening again and again and again. And as we've discussed, the leaks actually can't be fixed properly until the underlying infrastructure is done. But do you think this was also, as well as his own politics, yes, look at me, I'm busy doing something about this crisis, don't blame me. As well as Mm -hmm. that, do you think it was the first formal step in possibly moving into more formal oversight via the observers or whatever, as has been speculated on?
1: I think we're still a long way off a Crown observer, just looking at the part of the legislation that the Minister used to request this information. it does include different sections relating to the likes of Crown observers and commissioners. So this formal request for information is sort of like the lowest level of inter- intervention available to him. I think there are myriad issues that Wellington City Council was grappling with that some may argue may warrant a Crown observer. I'm not entirely convinced that the water issue Alone um, would warrant putting an observer in. uh, And it's probably unfair to lay all the blame on the current council. Um, We know that this is... They're they're busy blaming other councils and busy blaming Wellington Water in some instances. This is the
0: other finger-pointing that's going on, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and this finger-pointing between councils and Wellington Water, it has been going on for years over um successive councils. But, I mean, as you point out, Simeon Brown is throwing his weight around. He's he's saying that he's not messing around. And, look, I think we can take this as the councils being on notice. Uh, my personal view is um, it's a high, high bar for central government to, you know, take over in, in terms of a Crown Observer or Commissioners and into local government. And we should do everything possible to avoid that because, um, you know, I think local government deserves to have, you know, its democratic functions, uh, you know, if, if possible. The other sort of stalking horse here, some would say, is the question of water
0: meters. Now, this is interesting because his letter that finally got read somewhere um, in January, it, specific, it, it asked for a number of points, including... Um, you know what had been done for ten years, spending requests from Wellington Council, depreciation, all this stuff, and then the final point was a commitment to a position of uh, basically of introducing water meters. And uh, the Wellington mayor said in our interview, actually Wellington couldn't say that. It's got to put through the got to, got to, got to go through its council It's got to go through its processes first. A lot of people sceptical. They just see that as spending three hundred million that could be spent on fixing things, on meters that will ultimately be used just to get a revenue stream. Wellington Water and others argue you can use them for all sorts of things and precision and blah blah. Um, but that's another matter to be resolved if the minister is going to require that of a council that's not yet got a position on it.
1: I think it's I think the council should already have a position on it. It is really frustrating as somebody who's been reporting on water issues for a number of years. The water meters question was brought up years ago when councils were warned that demand could outstrip supply in Wellington by 2026. Um, you know, we're now in 2024 and we still don't have positions on water meters. Um, my view is is that these councils need to be brave and just put it in their draft long-term plans. Um, so, we're, yeah, and I, I can't see why Wellington City Council hasn't done well, there's that there's another already, 300
0: mil divided by however many councils, and this is the other story um, that you'll be writing a lot more. All I know, uh, which is the long t- yet more cuts. They have got to be yet more cuts to that um, uh, to that long term plan, and indeed a decision made on the level of, of, of rates rises. But there is another three hundred mil across the councils that they've got to come up with if that's going to happen. And this is the other conversation that will be had with the minister on Monday. Now that Three Waters, so loathed by so many apparently, is gone and its funding plan is gone how are these councils going to do their ten year plans and undertake seven hundred and fifty million dollars worth of um, infrastructure upgrades for water every year and and what's yep. the what's the what's the replacement
1: from the new government councils desperately need clarity from the government on what their plan for Three Waters is Uh, this is uh, one uh, situation and they are rare where I actually feel sorry for the councils they have been operating in this really ambiguous um, environment when they're sort of trying their best to manage the assets although not doing a very good job of it because of funding restraints and the rest of it thinking that Three Waters is going to come in under the, the, the previous government and then you have a new government coming in saying actually no we're not doing that, but it's not really clear exactly what their plan is. They need Certainty because otherwise, this is just going to go on and on and get worse every single summer. And I just would say on the water meters, it's $300,000. Like, yes, million. we need, sorry, million, million. Yes, we need to fix the leaks and get on top of that now, but we need to start making some investments in more long term solutions um, to this problem, uh, which I see as being water meters and an additional storage lake. In happier news.
0: Who's popping up at Wellington Zoo, New Babies?
1: Thank goodness there is a good story to um, tell in Wellington. Uh, some little ruru chicks have arrived at Wellington Zoo, and vets there are going to great lengths to make sure uh, that these impressionable young birds don't imprint on them. Um, so they ha- they're wearing sort of big face shields when they're around them, they're playing little ruru sounds, um, they're avoiding speaking out loud um, to sort of make sure that they don't sort of start identifying. Was humans and can be released back into the wild. These two little chicks were found by a member of the public um, they were sitting on a track in the Tararua Ranges. There were no signs of the parents nearby um, the person observed them for a while they left them alone for a few hours um, but eventually came back and the parents were not present and this person was quite worried because apparently there was a pack of hunting dogs about to enter the area. So this person brought them in, they arrived on, on New Year's Eve and, yeah, it seems like it seems like they're doing really well. And the photos of them are so cute. Um, they've even got, a, a like, a dummy ruru that sort of um, sits in, in where they're living. Uh, and they hold the dummy ruru close to them while they're feeding them. So it looks like the dummy is the one feeding the chicks. Oh, that's very clever and very cute. I must admit, I do
0: appreciate hearing the ruru, uh, the more pork some would know it as, by its call cool, uh, at night. It, it is a sign of a calm, windless... Wellington night uh, there have been a lot of them and a lot of heat and mugginess and complaints from from the locals but it's always a lovely sound uh, to hear It is. I often
1: night. hear them as yeah. I go to sleep at night in Miramar which is pretty free now so it's I never know sound. whether there's
0: just one of them because often it sounds like it's just one and you think you're lonely maybe that's why you're calling out and then sometimes yeah. you hear them going double time and I've never known that whether that's two of them talking to each other or it's just one that's getting more and more hit up <laughs>
1: Yeah, more and more disparate. I think we
0: need to do a Ruru interview and find out more. (laughs) Georgina, thanks. I know you're so busy. Thanks so much for your time. Georgina Campbell is New Zealand Herald's Wellington Issues reporter.